But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. Hi, hello, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of the Chop Sports Daily, coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy Studio right here in Matawan, New Jersey. It is Sturch, the return of Gooch, yes, and of yes. course Nick behind the glass for us. Um, hope everybody's good, uh, good out there. Good, everybody's good. Um, I hope everybody had a great what's today Wednesday, so Tuesday. I hope everybody had a great Tuesday. Um, lots went down as soon as we went off the air. Why not? Because that's what always happens. Actually, on the air we had the Soto trade. We'll get into that, uh, and then right after that, there's some other stuff going on with the Miami Dolphins. We'll get into all that. But if you want to support Shop Sports, and now there's actually more ways to do it, or at least more incentive to do this, join our Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash Chop Sports um, three five ten. No matter what variety you choose. You're going to be entered into all these breaks with break buds and stuff like that. So I know your show, we talked about it yesterday, me and Rob did, uh, that it was a success. There's was. a nice little view count. Felt good about There's it. There's a nice uh, couple people were uh, walking away with some gifts. I know I walked away with a new Jalen Tolbert jersey card thing that I was like, man, this is worth like a million freaking dollars. And it's worth like eight bucks. But once he's a Hall of Famer, it's going to be worth a lot Yeah, more. I mean, he's in a good spot this year, definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, we don't I have anybody Jalen left. I think Jalen Tolbert will definitely be going up at, at some point. So Maybe it's like a twenty dollar card, not a ten dollar oh, okay. card. But yeah, it was a, a it was a lot of fun, man. Like we went into this very green, still very green, but comparatively to where I was last week with the knowledge I have, I would say it's gained tenfold, and it will get better. So just be confident that it's going to get better. And look, there's going to be better prizes as we grow. So keep on with the break buds because. The, the break buds are here to stay. I got to sure. create uh, a, cha- uh, a playlist for you. I'll do that today just to put them all in correct, one shot. Correct, so that'll correct. be cool. Uh, so, yeah, definitely check that out. It's a show that's on our YouTube channel right now. It's not really categorized as anything. It's just under the uploads. You just scroll down, you'll find it. Uh, it was actually pretty dope. So, other than that, uh, also, if you're watching it on YouTube, please click the like button. It's real simple. The little thumbs up, just and then you're dead. That's it. You did this. You did us a solid brand new episode of a uh, sit down with search came out today with John Paz. I got the entire story, which was incredible. It's like one thing we've known the kid for a long time. Uh, we've brought him in here for two years worth now, or at least a year and a half worth of, of his whole journey currently. But I finally got to dive in and find out just how, how he got to where he got to. And some of the things and the stories he told were just incredible. What an incredible human being, an incredible family, an incredible, just Everything. Yeah, it was looking incredible. Forward, look, looking forward to giving that a listen. I didn't think it would be up today. So congrats and, and oh, kudos I'm fast, on, on I'm the, fast. Uh, I gotta get things the up, rapid man. the rapid posting. What, you, what were you here until eleven? Yeah, I was today? here pretty late. I, he left at three thirty. I left at seven. <laughs> so it was a uh, editing and this that and the third. I want to make sure things are done. Plus, I took a meeting with our boy Michael Fusco and stuff like that. So lots going on, but. St- Gooch, it's no longer Sturge's Rundown. I was about to say, go to Sturge's Rundown. You can head on over to Gooch's Rundown. Plenty of shit to go on uh, in the world of sports. Yes, yeah, so Major League Baseball, sad news coming out of Los Angeles yesterday. Vin Scully, the legendary voice of the Dodgers and longtime announcer for pretty much all things baseball, has passed away at the age of 93. The game has definitely lost a legend and an icon, so rest in peace to Vin Scully and prayers go out to his family and all of Dodgers Nation. 
Um, trade deadline happened yesterday. A lot to get into with that, mainly the Yankees and the Mets. But all over baseball, we're going to talk contenders. We'll do this. We'll circle back mm-hmm. because I'm not going to sit here and go through all the trades in the, in the rundown. But we will definitely circle back on the Major League Baseball trade deadline, and maybe we'll do that in topic two. But NFL news, Debo Samuel, we were, we were confused about the contract because – the whole rushing aspect of it, and that was the, the reason for the holdout. Debo circles back now, and he says that he never really had a problem Damn with it. Damn good. But, you know, they, <laughs> as you do a deep dive into the contract, there right. is um, there is word coming out that there isn't a rushing clause, and he could possibly make a, a full $2 million more over the course of a three-year deal. So every time D- uh, Debo gets the ball, he's probably going to get about 10 20K. So that Can you makes imagine? sense. <laughs> it might be if he hits a certain point, but... I don't think it's when he touches the ball. Because, I mean, dude, like, imagine, like, the call but comes might, in over the headset. But and, like, it, but it might like, be. It might all right, be. Uh, you know, wide receiver reverse on two. And Debo's like, yay, yay! <laughs> like, no, all those, read, the, all those read options, you <laughs> right. know? So it's like, I'm bro, saying. come on, hand that shit off. It's <laughs> fucking 25K. Keep, bro, come on, bro. Imagine the coach actually tells him, like, don't you dare, don't you dare hand this ball off. Trey, you so run. So maybe we'll, we'll do a little bit of a deeper dive into that and yeah. see if it's an escalator thing or if it's he has to meet certain criteria or if it's just per carry. Because if it's per carry, then hand me the ball, baby. <laughs> right. um, Tim Patrick, mm. uh, one of my favorite players in He's one of those guys that I I, he's I not even like a favorite player. Just like everybody. Yeah, had no, him. no, he is. He's one of my favorite players. Oh, okay. That's because he's always served me well, and he makes me look smart when I talk about him. So <laughs> I'm not going to get to do that this season because Tim Patrick suffered mm. an ACL injury. Just talked about um, the Broncos two days ago. It is a big weapon losing him, man. Uh, I know that they it's not their one or two, but in the modern day NFL with the injuries and. Look, he steps in and he does a good job. They don't have that luxury this year, so maybe Deshaun Hamilton or um, Hamler. Uh, Hamler wasn't one of those guys. Up. Didn't one of those guys play quarterback for that one week because they didn't I have think anybody? It was KJ Hamler, Ham- yeah, yeah. A weird situation um, that was. He's, a, he's an athlete. He's a deep threat, but he's not the same type of receiver. Mm. Uh, Tim Patrick, just a solid all around receiver. I, I yeah. like. Him. Um, Matt Ryan is apparently a jerk off, according to teammates and <laughs> friends alike. He doesn't care if he makes friends, but no, Matt Ryan. There's word coming out that he is a jerk, and the Colts jerk players are, are are the ones saying it. Apparently, that's but so Matt Ryan was asked wild. about it, and I don't know the details of it. I know Naheem Hines. Rob had sent me an article this morning. I did see something on the McAfee show yesterday, but I didn't actually click the, the video. So I'm sure there's a little more details, but more more likely than not, a mountain of a molehill. I don't really give a fuck if my quarterback's a jerk because winning games is all it's that competitive matters. Competitive jerk. Tom Brady's probably not the best guy when he you're fucking up in practice. You know, it, it's it, to compare. The Colts players might not like this because it's like you went from Carson Wentz, who was like, somebody drops the ball, he's like, well, the Lord will forgive you, I promise. Yeah, and then you, you know, go to Matt Ryan's like, catch the goddamn but ball. Frank Reich it's a different story. And, um, who else was it? Frank Reich and Reggie Wayne said that they haven't seen the practices this fast in two or three seasons so hmm. i mean matt ryan you might call him what do you want to call him but a general is what i'll call him and i think it's a good thing for the colts we'll see how it plays out okay um miami dolphins Oof, uh, oh my that dolphins. happened literally as we, miami you know, dolphins, we got off the show and it bang it just the dropped. nfl concludes their investigation of the miami dolphins and they Six were months swift worth. and just with their punishment um some people might not agree and that some people is brian flores because they really didn't they glossed over that fact so the brian flores situation i don't think anything came of that um, no but they brian flores was the one that allegated that you know that the dolphins were were tanking and offering money and he made those allegations and that turned out to be false yes so the the brian flores allegations turned out to be false as per the investigation it doesn't necessarily mean that it's false but as per the investigation they could not prove it so you know where there's smoke there's fire with me and i don't think that the dolphins were really worried too much about getting caught because they did get caught and if <laughs> 
when I say smoke, there's fire. My my guess is that they were t- they were trying to tank because if you look at the the sum of all parts, yeah. Stephen Ross is a piece of shit. He's just another another satanic member of the NFL ownership. <laughs> Him and Daniel Snyder could go get fucked. Drinking kids' blood and shit. Like, but good we'll, lord. You know, I guess this is topic one. You could bring up the first graphic because it is the Miami Dolphins. We'll talk a little bit about it because, bro, I saw a thing this morning. I don't know who posted it in the group, but it was there's been three times in NFL history that a draft pick was a first round pick was taken. From the Miami, uh, from an NFL team, and all three times were involved. I, have, I wrote Tom down Brady, the Brady bro. effect. The, the Brady, Brady the Brady effect. So it was the spa, uh, Spy Gate where they where they removed the Patriots first rounder, and mm-hmm. then it was Deflate Gate mm-hmm. where they also took a first round pick for that. Mm-hmm. And that's, then it's that's now it's uh, Finns Gate, and now Finns Gate, <laughs> which I'm calling where, it by the way. Where they wanted Tom Brady so bad, and there's also Peyton Gate. Sean, Sean yeah, Payton Sean was Payton. involved in this as well. That's not in the same situation, but. Similar situation, just separate, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, for the Dolphins to do this, and at least get caught doing this now, it's officially being caught. And then, like, first of all, like a first-round pick, man. You know, what's weird is now, if you think about this, like a lot of people have done mock drafts. Like those college experts out there are doing mock drafts already for next year's draft. And next year, you're only going to have 31 first-round picks. Like, because the Dolphins just lose theirs, and nobody gets to take it, you know? Yeah. That's, that's kind of crazy to me. That means everybody moved up a spot. That means pay grades move up the spot. Like, th- this whole trickle-down effect has an impact on the entire NFL. So when you think that you're, you know, you win the Super Bowl, you're like, damn, I got the 32nd pick. And now you're like, no, wait, I got the 31st pick now. Uh, but the Finns, they get caught, and it's, it's a bad scene because, again, there was a lot of optimism going so into the season. the only way you could actually move up a draft pick is if you finish – better than the Dolphins this year. So finish better so you could move up one pick. That's a, well, Yeah, you know right? what I'm saying. No, yeah, I know. So. I was just thinking about it in my head and how I was going to root for the Dolphins this year or not. I feel bad for my mom. She's she's all over the comments right now. She's a big Dolphins yeah, fan. Yeah, it sucks because yeah, my heart bleeds for the Dolphins right now. Ta- when you see these tampering allegations arise, what ends up usually happening is that they don't care because they, they attain the player or they, they you know, they... They got the guy. Right. The, the, the Knicks with Jalen Brunson. Right. We got him. Who we cares? Got him. Right. All right. No big deal. But the really Dolphins have lost out on the player and they got fined the 1.5 so mil. Two, and the coach. They 2023 first round pick, 2024 third round pick, a $1.5 million fine. And Ross can't be doing any kind of work related thing suspended. I'm Until assuming like week pay. three. Uh, October 17th is the, is yeah, the date. Give me a break. I mean, I don't really understand that. And when you get suspended as a league owner, like, oh, man, I got to sit on my boat and not do so anything. Does he, like, not own the team? Yeah, like, that's what I'm matter. saying. Like, who comes in there and, like, I mean, he's not the GM. So, like, the GM's making all the player personnel decisions anyway. So, really, what did the Dolphins lose? He got himself a vacation out of this. <laughs> Truth be told, that's what it was. Maybe he'll go to uh, Israel with his boy. Snyder? Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> right? So the homeland they go, Ross and Snyder. Uh, that sounds like a law firm, actually. <laughs> so call Ross and Snyder right now. They'll get you out of all the allegations they possible. The Illuminati, right? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> fucking Snyder. Oh my god. So yeah, the Finns suck. But um, look, their team still going to be good. I we already went over the Dolphins. We think the Dolphins are going to be a very good team. It's just that now this is kind of hovering over them. And was there a rumor uh, or a report that? Not only did they want Tom Brady to play quarterback, but like somewhat like not ownership, but like GM status. Like there was a little bit of. I mean, so basically, what he is with Tampa. Yeah, basically. Yeah, but unofficially. Yeah, I mean, dude, I don't know, man. It's, Those are starting to happen. No, it was more what it was was they the were gonna. What, it was like a option to buy in, and that's what's crazy about it. It wasn't just like come sign here. It's like yeah, we'll give you a percentage of the squad right like it's your team right you'll get two percent of the dolphins when you retire looks like uh ryu reaper is coming in and just 
basically sums it all up. Brady just be cheated. <laughs> That's it. Brady, damn it. Why? All the time. Not only that, he, he's, you know how, like, obviously. It's the one thing I respect about Tom Brady. <laughs> that truthfully, he cheats. Yeah, is that he's willing to do whatever it takes. It's why I loved A Rod so much because, look, it's all about winning in Major League Baseball and pro sports. But, like, you know what's Brady crazy? does it. Like, all right, so Pete Rose bets on baseball. Never, no shot at the Hall of Fame for years, right? All the steroid guys, no shot at the Hall of Fame. Brady gets suspended. But Tim Salmon might get in. Yeah. <laughs> Brady gets suspended, is involved with every single goddamn bad thing the NFL's ever happened to him in the last 25 years. That dude is going to moonwalk into Canton. You know what I mean? So it's like, what? where is and the— honestly, if I had a gun to my head right now, I would say 100% Tom Brady is being—his uh, his testosterone is being replaced— Therapeutically, if I had to guess, <laughs> that's just my that's guess. Not a, that's not a sin, bro. He's getting, I mean, it's not unless you play in the NFL, or it's not. You a can sin be prescribed. I mean, but if you're prescribed, hey, yeah, I don't know. Fuck that. Hey, he's on steroids. Hey, this is the NFL. Hey, Dave, we're talking about uh, you can't do it in the UFC because it's a combat sport. Okay, I can you do understand? it on the Chop Sports Daily, one hundred percent. But you understand what I'm getting at, right? Like yeah, Tom yeah, Brady yeah, yeah, yeah. just seems to be looking younger and younger. I mean, look, he's got the fountain of youth. He eats a bunch of kale. He's it's, uh, give me slamming a, break, a hot bro. wife. Tom, like he's I don't doing care his how thing. Many, I don't care how much yoga you do. I don't care how many push-ups you do. All right? <laughs> well, if that was the case, you'd be looking a lot younger. You'll do all the yoga all and the push-ups. And push-ups. It's not like I'm stretching to get... Uh, healthy. Somebody walked I'm in. I forget so I don't who it was. Die that morning. Uh, I think uh, who was it? Somebody walked into our office. Is like, what the fuck is that? And like, just saw the yoga mat on the floor. I was like, oh yeah, Chris does yoga from time to time. <laughs> hey man, got an exercise. So, uh, the, story behind, the story behind the yoga mat. I don't do yoga. I stare at the yoga mat, and like I'm thinking, like whenever I'm at the studio, oh, so I'm it's like, a mental oh, exercise. I should bring that yoga mat to the studio <laughs> so I can use it when I'm here, and then I'll bring it to the studio oh, and God. never use it, and then I'll be home and I'll be like, damn, where's my yoga mat? I wish I could, you know. <laughs> Stretch my Casey Hammond. What a really groin. funny comment. NFL team owners are just the worst type of Mr. Burns. 32 of them. <laughs> Real life Mr. Burns. Excellent. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God. How many more years has Brady got? Well, now at this point, he's got 14 more years. He's going to play till he's 67 years old. Anyway, that's the Dolphins. Sucks for them. Now back to baseball because yesterday, as you said, right before the show ended, it was about to, um, we, we got the Soto deal and that was a goddamn haul. But the funny part was, there was a holdup for about a half a second, right? There was like, was it uh, Nick? Was it Hosmer? Hosmer? Yeah, but it was, there was a hold. It was a holdup for a while. It didn't get. Can you imagine being the one that like, like declines this whole thing? Yes, I can. Imagine that's amazing. That. That's exactly what I would have done if I was Hosmer, and they were about to see. He, he Roger Dorned it from first base. Hole. Mm-mm. That <laughs> shithole in there. Yeah, but at least Boston, you're, come on, the Nationals are the Red yeah, what, Sox. I'm not a the, Red Sox guy by why any stretch, are, but if I'm picking the, where I'm going to play, if arbitrarily. Take the Yankees in a vacuum, ah, right? Ah. My Yankee fanhood aside and my hatred for the Red Sox aside, I'm picking the Red Sox over the Nats any day of the week. So, yeah, Hosmer. But I don't understand why the Red and I said this yesterday in the show. I'm, I'm, why are they buying buyers? a new house? You're doing all why, that. Why are the Red Sox car. adding talent? The stockpiling for the next couple of years? Like, Do what you, are we doing? You don't think that the Red Sox are firmly entrenched in the wild card race? They are done. They're done. This team is done. Just like the Steelers were done last year, so and they made the playoffs. They, what, I didn't really see <laughs> so. what the Red Sox did. What do they do besides get Hosmer? They traded the way for Christian Vasquez, but then they signed um, Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham, they or they traded for Tommy Pham, signed another catcher. Like They're still adding pieces. So maybe if they think in their little poverty minds that the Boston Red Sox are still in this thing, then go for yeah, it. Yeah, but you have to look a little deeper into the contracts of all said players and see if there's, they're gearing up for a run Red next Sox year. Red Sox are dead last, 17 games behind first place. So that's that's gone. We all know that already. But like uh, as far as wild card, I don't know. I, I would think that they're in the they're in the mix still. All right, I'll look. 
17 games out from the Yankees, who are 12 games up on the division or 11 games up on the division, give or the take. The Boston Red Sox, oof. They're, all right, they're down two games. Yeah, so they're <laughs> – so, All right, so, I mean, I look at them like one game over 500. I guess when you're 35, 40 games over 500, you kind of look at them as the small little people, but uh, and they re- they're not. They didn't, they're they didn't get rid of any of their three stars, and Victor Martinez – or J.D. Martinez, he didn't move because they thought he was Juan Soto. What about uh, – speaking of not moving – the Cubs. Yeah. Wilson Contreras the guys said and Ian Happ, They scrubbed their Instagram, or at least Wilson Contreras did. I talked to last week on the rundown about Contreras' words, and he just wanted it over with. He's fed up with the Cubs and the whole con- – uh, not necessarily the Cubs, but just the, the way the whole trade deadline process worked. And now he has to go re-add. I hope he archived it and didn't delete everything. That's so what could, I did with the – So he could re-add all his <laughs> Cubs photos. That's amazing, actually. Um, it's a social media tip, folks. Yeah, the Yankees and Mets. We'll, we'll talk about those two right now. Mm-hmm. Mets' big acquisition was Darren Ruff, and people are laughing and saying, oh, the Mets. Look, Mets fans talked themselves into a corner, so they're going to hear a little bit about like their lack of movement at the deadline and being involved in but, everybody. Okay. But if you look at Vogelbach and, He's and, raking. and Darren Ruff's splits, forget that. It's like they have a really good player when you, when you platoon that. They're going to have some issues in terms of relief in, middle and, in, in big spots at the end of games. But – that platoon is really good. It's like a 280 platoon. If you got one guy bats real good from the right side against against lefties and then vice versa. So if they're able to manage that, which Buck Showalter's and, a master at. And I said it yesterday. The Mets, like, while they move. didn't do it's a good much, move. they didn't get aggressive as far as in the buyer's market. But to me, they got DeGrom, and DeGrom at the deadline. And DeGrom looked really good. And then the Mets did the Mets thing, and they didn't support DeGrom. And we know that story. Mets fans are well aware of that so, story. I think that was the that bigger was surprise. Weird, was they, weird didn't really, they didn't really shore up the bullpen like the way I thought they were going to. Uh, I thought that was priority one. And all the other stars that they were talking about was just wolf tickets to appease the fan base, which mm-hmm. you know Yankees fans know all too much about. Uh, but the Yankees did make some moves. One was a little questionable with the Jordan Montgomery trade for, for yeah, Harrison that, Bader. That Bader is a little yeah. injured at the moment, but I think he really does fit in well in the outfield. He's a good center fielder, and when we get him back, the defense will improve tenfold. Aaron Hicks can't be counted on. Aaron Judge is as good as he's played in center. He's still he's just not a center fielder. And I feel like he's not built for a center fielder. Well, you got to cover a lot going, more ground. Joey Gallo getting dished off. Everybody could celebrate that yeah, finally. Gallo gets dished <clears throat> to the Dodgers, and, and, and Vince Scully dies. Same day, yeah, no yeah. coincidence like, I'm, there. I'm, I'm not. I'm not having it. He was like, "I'm out." <laughs> like, Fuck this. I loved it. I loved my time with the Dodgers and life. But now you're trading for Gallo. I'm good. Um, <laughs> like that's that's enough for me. I think the Yankees just had plans to possibly bump Montgomery from the rotation anyway. Yeah, but how? Like, all right. You got, obviously, you got Montas yesterday and Gar- and Garrett Cole. Severino, apparently, from reports that I'm reading, is pissed off that they got put on the 60 day DL because he goes, "I'm not even feeling any pain in my lat. Like, what is? Like, why am I here?" And he's he's mad about it, but or this could be just preserving him for the playoff run because then you're going to have Cole, Montas, Severino. Then after that, you probably have Cortez, which Look, is your four. I, I and then the fifth spot is up for grabs. I completely agree with it. If he's even a shred of discomfort, there's no reason to rush him back. This is the luxury. Of I mean, being, when you're up 40 games, yeah, yeah, it's like, the luxury of being in the position we're in right now. And look, I've said it all year long that I worry about Severino in the in the stretch run because he has not proven that he could get it done in the stretch run, Ooh. and that was pre-injury. So post-injury, Severino, yes, proceed with caution. My, Hawaii, Mike, Florida, Mike, Yankees have 34 losses. 12 of them are when Montgomery started. So well, like maybe go. there is some writing on the wall. But yeah. the, the thing with Montgomery is he literally never got run support 
ever when he, That's fair. he started. That's fair. But I think... I feel if, like you're a, a Montgomery stan right now. Are you, is everything okay over there? Everything is perfectly fine. <laughs> but I, I just think that, you know... They have Florial and Duhar and maybe a few other outfielders in the you know. So my question is, here's here's my here's my question. Ready? Montgomery goes in game four. Is anybody overconfident? No. No. Harrison Bader will be playing center field in all four of games, right? And so value. Chances, we're yeah. talking about the playoffs. The Yankees are not worried about the next four five starts Montgomery may or may not make this season. You know, it's that's completely irrelevant. We're talking about October now. That's all that matters. And when the Yankees are doing these deadline moves, they're looking at a four-man rotation. They'll they'll piece it together with bullpen if they have to for a fifth starter. You understand what I'm getting at, right? Like right. it's all about playing good defense in center field. And he's his bat came alive this year a little bit. So Bader's a proven commodity. Well, Jordan Montgomery, he might do well in in St. Louis. I think he actually will. But it was an, it, he was expendable a little bit to me. I just think that they could have then moved him into the bullpen, and then you have a guy like, let's say, for example, one of the starters gets but, gets but the Yankees made some really sneaky good bullpen moves. They got they Lutrevino, and then who was the other guy that Scott they got Efros. from the Cubs? Efros. He pitched last night. Yeah. yeah. So, well, no, I, I mean, I just meant in terms of just because losing a guy like Michael King that could come in for you know three, few innings, but losing a guy like that, you do have to kind of. You know, bolster your bullpen. Let's not forget that, about Herman, though. I think Herman will be the long guy. In, might be, but I think he's maybe even one of those guys. Herman or or maybe uh, Severino. You put in the in, in the pen for the playoffs. It depends. A hell of an arm to come out of the pen. How long Severino? Um, it, when he comes back, are they able to stretch him far enough? But I, I would I would go over Severino over Herman in a in a series. I no just doubt. had a relook, uh, just because I, they've changed it seventeen times. One during COVID, another after that. Like the actual playoff format for the ba- for baseball, it's a sixteen playoff. Everybody knows that, but the first two teams do get buys, so it's like the old NFL. Um, and right now, the Yankees and the Astros are entrenched, eight games up on the one, the two, and then the rest. So the Yankees are in firm control right now to have a buy into the divisional round, and and that, and that's why they're doing what they're doing with Severino. You can't be too careful. Um, and, and I think about, it's a good move. Talking about the the abundance of outfielders, that's never a bad thing. I don't. I know that yeah, they're but, looking at. But in the, in that same breath, like too many outfielders, Judge and Stanton need to play every day. Like especially when you get down to obviously the the nitty gritty of it when the playoffs, those guys need to play. So you're looking you're looking at multiple and, and, people, and so multiple people for one position. So the way I'm looking at it is, it's it's very easy actually. It's it's Judge um, in right every day. Stanton, DH every day. Benintendi in left. Benintendi in left. Then you got Bader in center. And Hicks is a bench player. What are we talking about? Is Aaron Hicks Hicks really is actually an back into a slump, too. It, so. it puts Aaron Hicks in a situation that he should be in anyway. You know, he's an overpaid bench player. That's what he is at this point. He's not playing well. And don't be surprised if Hicks gets DFA'd for a younger guy. Not with that contract, no. That he makes $10 million a year or That's something true. like that. But I don't see that happening. Uh, yeah, but and it's a team friendly friend contract. Don't get me wrong, yet, but I still don't think they would just DFA. Better yet, if he doesn't get DFA, which is less likely because of the, the contract. But when you get DFA, you know, post deadline uh, moves with the DFA situation, I don't know if they rectified that because I know baseball used to. That's how the Astros got Verlander. That went away, I think. But you could still acquire a player. Aaron Hicks would probably not clear waivers down the stretch. A team might pick him up. Maybe not. At I, mean, that I don't money, know. Um, what do you do with Matt Carpenter? What about him? What do you mean, what about him? He's one of the hottest bats the Yankees have had but in Matt, years. Matt Carpenter plays infield. Yeah, but where? 
Where, where are you going to put them? That the, the Yankees have loaded themselves and put themselves in a good situation. But now, now, as much as we've praised Boone, he's going to really well, need also, to make some good I'll decisions. I'll also say this. We have no idea the severity of Stanton's injury. I mean, apparently, it's, you know, it's a calf thing it's or whatever. Achilles thing. Achilles thing, And yeah. he's been dealing with an Achilles thing lingering for two seasons now, two or three. So well, that solves the outfield. We have Achilles. a lot of outfield yeah. there, but like, you're going to take the bat out of Carpenter's no, hands no, after but, all this? No, no, but if, Judge, if Stanton can't play, then you have an opening at, at DH. DH. Right. Look, there's plenty of at-bats to go around, and you even get one of these guys off the bench in the playoffs. That's such a luxury when you could bring in a guy like a Bader or a Benintendi to, off the bench in a big spot. That we're going to be fine with the bats. I'm I'm more worried about squeezing in an extra arm. Where right. it's like, where would they have pitched Montgomery if you really want to get get technical? They were probably bumping him from the rotation. You have him in the bullpen. He's unproven in the bullpen. What's this guy gives me Jeff Nelson vibes? Um, he throws sir. yeah, he throws the whole you know sidearm deal. So now it's really starting to feel like '96 all over again. Uh, but that's the Yankees. The Mets, obviously, we said didn't do much. Um, but again, they got Degrom back. They got to start hitting the ball again. I mean, not that they haven't hit the ball. Like it's 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 one weird thing, but it just so happened to land on Degrom day, which was a a trend for the longest time that nobody can support Degrom with the run. So that just sucks. But to the Soto trade, real quick. I mean, <laughs> I saw graphics yesterday of that San Diego lineup, and it's just like it's not fair. Like it's not fair. It looks incredible. Their offense is going to be absolutely nuts, and. Now the NL just got that one big kick in the ass that it needed as far as another team to be in this thing. Because when you look at it right now, the Padres are 14 games over 500. And obviously, they're still like, you know, what, four games behind the Dodgers. So, like, they're going to be entrenched in the wild card race. But that's going to be a team that's not going to be an easy out. They're definitely making a push for the division. Four games is a series. Dodgers are a really good team as well. It's not like you're chasing no, 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 some no, no, scrubs. No, 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 they're they're four games away from the wild card. They're oh, eleven and oh, a half away from the Dodgers. No, no, no. So that's what I'm saying. They're, they're forever entrenched in the wild card race. But that's not going to be an easy out, man. That's not going to be easy out at all. Once if you draw the Padres in round one in the wild card round, pff, shit, man. Now yeah, try pitching around that shit. Interesting thing about the Soto yet. thing. Now you're looking at their contracts, and you're looking at is San Diego really willing to, to go over the luxury tax for a couple seasons in a row? With <laughs> the they're not going to be able to sign Soto right away, right? So they have no, they the got two years of cheapies, and they could possibly make a run in it this year. See where they're at at this time next year, and if they're not in a good situation, they trade Soto or Tatis. My question is, when those guys become eligible to get paid, which is very soon for both, I would imagine. Which one, which one goes and which one gets paid? I think this writing on the wall to me means Tatis goes and Soto stays. Oh, my God. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's the pipe dream right there. Well, not really, because I think... Tatis? Bro, he's, he's definitely one of the best young players in baseball Yeah, right I know, now. but Tatis, is, healthy, Tatis has also had uh, missed a bulk of time in each of the last two seasons with a bad back and a bad shoulder. And I don't know. Both times non-contact. He's kind of reckless. He's, he plays a little reckless. I don't know. I worry about Tatis with his injury I feel injury like that's your history. kind of player. He is. 100%. Reckless. You know, but, like reckless, bad but, flipping. But I'll, I'll enjoy Tatis from afar just fine because yeah. I do not want to <laughs> start hating the guy because he's on the IL every 15 minutes, yeah. which is the case. So if I'm giving big money, big contract, a nine, eight-year deal, it's not going to be to Tatis, how do you and feel, that's what he's going to want. How do you feel about the Riley deal, getting 10 years? For oh, two, I love it. That's a great deal for the love Braves. It. Love it. I feel like love Riley kind of cheaped himself out, no? Comparison of everybody else that's about to cash yeah, in. Yeah, he's looking at the Freddie Freeman situation and possibly saying, you know what, I'm going to do the exact opposite. 
I'm going to just take my money right here. He's playing well there. He likes the fit. Look, everybody's different. Oh, yeah. Tatis was locked up for 14 years. Bro. Oh, he did sign. Remember that? Yeah. 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 That's that right. 15-year. Like, yeah, remember that? That was last who, who year. Hawaii Mike. Thank yeah. you for that. So Machado is also locked up. I don't know. Padres are going to be nice, bro. Yeah, but, but and you he understand. just said, no. Hawaii Mike came in before us that the O'Malley's own them, and the O'Malley's are the ones that bring the, the Dodgers to L.A. So these guys are probably like, oh, sweet luxury tax. Don't give a shit. You know, like we're going to win some games here because yeah, they're primed the to ticket prices make out a, in San Diego are very cheap. Were. Are. What do you were. think they're going to go, go up? They're going we're, up. They're, maybe a couple bucks, but they're well, not. I think gonna, Toast was celebrating yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's getting to get to flip his but tickets. It, it'll, they'll be more expensive for sure, but they're not going to be Yankee tickets. No. You know, they're still really, they're like 20 bucks now. Yeah. Yankee tickets still like, oh, for like, you know. Anybody see that graphic that said the Yankees beers were six bucks? Yeah. That's, I was like, wait that's a minute. A Where? In well, the, no the, beer in the fucking parking lot? Like, I always fucking like 13 dollars with the beer prices. Like, where do you go? You go to any bar now, and it's like you get a, anything besides a Miller Lite, you're paying six, eight, ten bucks. Where do you go and drink? It's one beer every fucking where. I go to fucking like place around the corner from my house. It's three bucks. And you drink Miller Lite. Yeah. Yeah. That's I said anything besides Miller Lite. Well, it's not like, oh, I, what, look at their Miller Lite prices in, in Yankee Stadium. I guarantee it's still $12. Of course, but they're also 22 ounces. So it's like, Bet they don't. So it's like two they Miller Lites. Ooh. Ooh. If you think about it, right? <laughs> they're, the, they're the big boys. In a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no. <laughs> we're also we just also completely glossed over the fact that the Padres did also trade for Brandon Drury yesterday. No, I've not glossed over the fact. Oh, right oh here. you heard that? He said, "Nope, yeah. didn't gloss over." No, no, it's right there. No, because Brandon Drury is he's the surprise of this season. This guy's playing lights out. He's having a better year than Soto. Like, not even a debate. He's having a better year than Acuna. He's having the same year that Austin Riley's having. And, and if he had a bigger name and played somewhere that won baseball games, you would you would actually probably be seeing Brandon Drury's name popping up in some of the MVP conversations. He's definitely the most improved player in the NL to me. I don't know. I didn't do a deep dive on it. But Brandon Drury, he was a hot commodity at the market. San Diego got him next to nothing. I wish the Yankees would have went after Brandon Drury. I know he failed there earlier, but he's a little bit better now. I was just going to say, that sounds very familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Once upon a time. Josh Bell. I think Josh Bell was the... He didn't move either, right? He got traded in the Soto deal. deal. Oh, my God. He's a fucking (laughs) top trade, too. So so that... Bro, the balls aren't going to land anytime soon. I think that was the thing. I I don't know if this is not like we're on the street, but... I was seeing that the Cardinals all week. I was seeing that the Cardinals were were equipped to offer the best package of players. San Diego offered a pretty good package of players... Maybe not as good as the Cardinals package, but San Diego's willingness to take on Josh Bell in the deal was what set it over the top. There's no use for Josh Bell in St. Louis with Goldschmidt there. Very true. You know, so interesting that they got an added piece to their lineup with the ability to take Soto because if they were willing to take that another lefty slugger. So San Diego's lineup is no joke. I mean, they gave up a fucking lot. It's a huge upgrade at first base for them. Which means a whale's vagina. What? First base, what? I said it's a big upgrade for San Diego by taking Josh Bell because, you know, Luke Voigt wasn't really having Ah, Luke Voigt's over, and uh, he, he gets back on the East Coast with his buttons down. Eric Hosmer. But he, he did Cosmer. hit some. He, he yoked some bombs, Luke Voigt. I love Luke Voigt. He was, a, he was mini Ruth, even right, though. What else we got? The Braves, the Braves uh, acquired uh, Iglesias, the closer from the Angels, a nice addition to their bullpen after getting rid of Will Smith. Uh, they Get traded for Robbie Grossman. <laughs> Who was the pitcher that they got? Jake Odorizzi. So the yes. Braves made minimal moves, very typical of what the Braves typically do. They got involved on all the big names, hopefully driving the price up, but they didn't go after any of them. And Grossman is a nice consolation to Juan Soto and a lot cheaper. Um, 
Phillies, Noah Syndergaard, there to torment the Mets for the remainder of this season. I'm not so sure that the Phillies made the greatest moves, but they tried. And it's a good thing for Phillies fans to see their team trying. Harper just had the pins removed from his thumb, so possible injection into their lineup. And um, David Robertson did go to the Phillies, so he's having a really good season. Philly adds two arms. Um, Didn't he already play for the Phillies once? He did. Yeah. Yeah, he he went over there when Girardi went over there. Um, Phillies are in the the playoffs right now, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're adding because they're trying and they, they want to make a run here. Um, the uh, Blue Jays, sneaky good acquisition in, in acquiring Whit Merrifield. Um, just a really good player. He could play pretty much all over the infield, and he's a good hitter. Uh, we talked about the Cardinals getting Montgomery. The Red Sox, Martinez stays put. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Mets. I feel like there's something that I'm glossing over. The Astros. The Astros acquired a catcher. Yeah, Vasquez. 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 Did you see how they that get? went down? They, I know they got somebody else. But did you see how that went down? I did. Well, it's rough. Well, they, well, they also <laughs> ended up getting me, sir, Will get Smith. Off the interview. <laughs> like, what, what? 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 They were they were the ones that traded Odorizzi for Will Smith. Yeah, but there was also I feel like they got involved on a first. Trey basement. Mancini. Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini. Yes, yes, yes. So Mancini over of the Mancini Houston. doctors from Melrose. So everybody Place. did a little bit to try and improve Michael their Mancini. chances. Um, I wish I was looking for it this morning, and I don't have it in front of me. But updated World Uh-oh. Series odds. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. Mary tomorrow. Field is not vaccinated. <laughs> in case you were it's wondering, going to Toronto. Because in case you were wondering, and that and well that is, that, that is interesting he Hulk. needs to be because he's playing for the blue jays now yikes so, so he's gonna miss all the home games Kyrie. good job all right anyway that's baseball winners and losers yeah, we got tomorrow ourselves we'll bring up the uh, updated world series odds if you don't if you're lazy and you don't want to check yourself right now i'll check just for wait you till tomorrow and show you tomorrow <laughs> are you guys worried that you're gonna run out of money uh when you retire i bet you are i bet you are um or how you pay for your long-term health care uh, i did not have to use any kind of health care on this stab wound by the way it's kicked over nicely so you're off the hook because for you. 15 minutes yesterday i thought to myself did he do it on purpose? Jail time? <laughs> right, dude, can I get him mocked up for this? Anyway, a comprehensive retirement plan gets you security uh, and greater control over your money. Michael Fusco can help. Uh, call 718-701-5787. Schedule a complimentary consultation. 718-701-5787. Uh, guarantees and protections are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. Some insurance policies are not available in all states. Gooch, take yes. care of your grundle. My grundle is well taken care of, but maybe you boys should take care of your grundle. And if you want to do so, head on over to manscaped.com. Use the promo code SHOPSPORTS. You receive 20% off your entire order. Nobody loves anything more in this world than an ice ice cold. (laughs) No, no, no. A nice, clean, shaven, taint mm. jungle. So get take care of that taint jungle, boys and girls. Manscaped.com. You hear the passion in, the, in his voice and sincerity? He just oh, wants you guys to be clean. That was just a stutter. I just stuttered. <laughs> and I, I covered it up with passion. I'm passionate <laughs> about my taint jungle. Masking it with passion. I love it. What's up, guys? It's Sturch from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturch sent you. All right, so moving on past the Manscaped breed to... 
The Raiders. So we're here to the 2000. Shout out to Joey D and yeah. Mike Smith. Mr. 2000. Shake Hard Art, I found out, is a Raiders fan as well. Really? So they're like yes. best friends right away. Yeah. Um, they're best buds. <laughs> Break buds. <laughs> Such a great name. Raiders, baby. It is time. Just win, baby, right? So last year, 10 and 7. Talk of the town for a little bit, you know. Uh, they were they were Overcame rolling. a lot. Overcame all a shit ton. You had this stuff with Gruden. You had rugs killing people. Like it was it was a rough season for the Raiders. Derek Carr played the best he could with what he had. Insert the best receiver in football. We'll get into it. Um, but yeah, new brand new head coach. They do not retain their interim head coach, which I wish they would have done, but. Lucky for you, he's your new special teams coordinator. Nice pig, great teams guy, coordinator great history. guy, great, great Italian paisan. Um, so the 2022 Raiders are coached by Josh McDaniels, second head coaching stint. His first one went right down the the, the yeah, shitter. Yeah, outside Jay Cutler. It's tough in Denver. Yeah, I think Cutler and McDaniels. That was the, that was uh, the yeah, marriage. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I blame McDaniels. Cutler's a G, bro. <laughs> Cutler post NFL Cutler is, is post like, NFL Cutler is, like is a guy Pedro I want to hang out with. To me, I love Pedro post career. I love Jay Cutler post career. I love, bro, you don't. You're telling me that that Ugh. the Yankees and my daddy. And oh like my all god, the stuff that he played on. My dream just got. Re, I got. I had a dream last night. Ready for the dream? I'm not sure. It's not graphic. It's who I hung out with. Oh. And like went to restaurants with and called my friends. I'm like, yo, I'm just hanging out with this guy nonchalantly. Daniel huh. Jones with a beard. A bearded Daniel Jones, like off-season Dan- What a weird effing dream that was. I was telling all, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just hanging out here with Danny Dimes. I'm like, you, why am I, I, I woke up, I'm like, you, Look. I bet you, this is case in point, I say this, like, I, same thing with me, I hate Tom Brady. If Tom Brady walked in the room, I'd be like, Tom, I don't <laughs> want to fight. I don't want to fight. Is that what Tommy. you thought? I'd be like, is that what you thought? Who told you that I wanted to fight you? It's like, uh, from, right? it's from Entourage. You yeah. would meet Daniel Jones and be like, oh my God, what's up, bro? You're fucking This is true. Cool I probably would When I met Eli working for the Giants, I was like, this dude is the funniest guy I've ever met in my life. I mean, and Eli, I hate you Eli all the same is time. a little different because he's like, the, you know, that's the he's man in the family. <laughs> you can't really talk shit to Eli's face. Anyway, um, yeah, I know, Bailey. I'm sorry. I, I'm disappointing all my Cowboys fans, friends here, and followers. Um, but anyway, back to the Raiders. So the 2022 Raiders. Who would have thought Dave's dream comes true? Dream of fucking... meeting Daniel Jones. Um, the losses. They're out there. There's there's definitely a couple, you know, a couple guys that walk out the door from last year to this year that you definitely will be missed. But they replaced him significantly. So Ngakwe, he leaves, he's gone, right? But of course, you got the other flip side of that. They signed Chandler Jones. I think everybody's gonna be okay. Uh, they lose three linebackers. I don't have to name them by name, but the linebacking room took a little bit of a hit. They lose Mar- uh, Marcus Mariota, but. Replaced them with one of the greatest backup quarterbacks going right now. Big Dick Nick Mullins. I also think that they got Stidham from New they England. They did get Jared, And Josh so. McDaniels bringing in Stidham. I think That's you could possibly bit. see a good quarterback competition working out in the for the number two spot. They lost the receiver, uh, two receivers, in Zay Jones and Brian Edwards. I feel like Brian Edwards wasn't given the fair shake because a lot of people were talking good about him for a long time, and they just never never kind of materialized. So yeah, now he's I going mean, to Atlanta, I believe. Maybe he got a fair shake, but the guys in with the Mariota. room, because Zay Jones was playing really well. And they had a good receiving room last year, all things considered. And outside of the Henry Rugg situation, really, that's the only time that opportunity opened up. And I think Edwards might have been a little banged up last year, too. Yeah. So anyway, um, Solomon Thomas, they lose him. He's an edge rusher. He goes, signs with the Jets. Uh, Zay Jones, I said that before. Their gains, obviously, starts and almost ends with adding the best receiver in football. That's Devontae Adams. He goes over to Las Vegas. Chandler Jones, they talked about Nick Mullins already. Keelan Cole from the Jets. Rocky Sin, they got in a trade last year. Um, 
Mac, Mac Hollins, Demarcus Robinson, another guy that kind of got lost in the shuffle. Couple nice games in Kansas City. He goes out west and stays out in the AFC West. So all of a sudden, you're looking at Derek Carr. And he's got weapons. You know, he's obviously got third and Renfro. He's got Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, Demarcus Robinson, Keelan Cole, and one of the best tight ends, most athletic tight ends in the league in Darren Waller. Um, and, of course, Josh Jacobs. A lot of people are starting to wonder what kind of year this guy can have considering the stack boxes are no more. Like, you now have to double, triple, quadruple team Devontae Adams. So you have to – there's a lot of moving parts on that defense. Defensive coordinators against the Raiders this year are going to have a problem, I think. But, again – this division is loaded. Their schedule is brutal. Their defensive side of the ball is great. Their offensive line is a little young, uh, but the defensive line is Crosby and, and Chandler Jones. Like, come on. Like, you will yeah, be solid up front. That's a all, solid all up front defensive line. Uh, I love Jonathan Abrams. I know he hasn't really come on yet, but he's the safety. The team is, is good. Um, I just worry about the fact that they're just playing in a really tough division and their schedule's not favorable. And there's multiple pockets of this schedule where they're on the road back-to-back weeks, which is weird. I always felt like if you're going to be home for a little while, great, and then they put them on the road for two, and then like that never happens again. They have two pockets of time where they're on the road twice. They start their squad. Well, I'll ask you first. When you look at the Raiders as a whole, your boy Joey D's team, like this this team right now, last year, 10-7, and seven, the prediction and the over-under goes down after last year after adding Devontae Adams. Why and did that Chandler happen? Jones. But why did that happen? I would say the Russ... The rust effect is a big reason why it happened. Within the division, And yeah. the new head coach is why it's happening. The The competition out in the AFC West is why it's happening. But I don't have any other good reasons when I look at the team why it's happening. I think that's going to be the one of the most bet overs in the preseason is going to be over eight and a half wins. I don't know. Like, I, I usually tend to fade the public, but it's one of those that's, like, hard. I would imagine. I don't know the odds on what it is, but it's probably, like, minus 140 to go over. Well, um, the schedule wins. is not easy. Yeah, but it wasn't found, easy last year. You know how I do this? I, I kind of roll through and I find like the minimum. And I feel like the minimum right now with a couple good bounces of the ball might be eight wins out of this schedule. Because look, the start of the season against the Chargers in LA. Well, if you look at no the minimum, well. minimum, and it's like they're going to, that's minimum floor. Well, that's a good start for I a gave floor them wins. If it's eight and a half. Majority of them are at home. Uh, a couple on the road, not a lot on the road, man. I, I just so here we go. Chargers lost. Cardinals back home. They'll win that game at the Titans. I don't know. It's That's a gonna toss be up. a good game. Very week good one. game. I don't expect the Raiders to lay down week one by any stretch. I mean, they're not gonna lay down. But the Chargers are, to me are like my secondary Super Bowl pick in the AFC. To be honest with you, so like, and we'll obviously make all those picks as, as September approaches. But like, yeah, but they could lose some games. They will. Um, then they got Denver at home uh, on the road against Kansas City. Never easy. Early bye, meaning, again, a lot of these teams at the bye is like 9, 10, 11 in those weeks. That's good because it breaks your season up in half. But the Raiders are taking an early bye here in week six. That means you played five games and now 12 games in a row come in after that. Uh, the pockets that I was talking about, week eight and nine at Saints, at Jags, right? And I say they could probably win one of those two. Uh, I want to say they'll maybe beat the Jaguars at home. I mean, uh, in Jacksonville. But then again, I look at Jacksonville, and I might have given them a win in that. So I don't know. But, like, uh, I'm looking at those games as, like, toss-ups. They will – I think they could beat the Colts at home. That's just me. When you're in Vegas, I feel like – and I'm not saying that that crowd moved from Los Angeles to Vegas, like, wholeheartedly. But that was a cool place to play. And I think the Raiders played very well at home last year as far as, like – Crowd, home crowd, energy up, right? Vegas yeah, is just a cool town. let's not discount the fact that you're getting a bunch of visiting young players coming into Vegas. Yeah. 
You know, a lot of a lot of things that will take you off your mind off of football when you go out to Vegas and play the Raiders. Yeah, um, of twenty twenty one. I'm just curious now because I'm. So they were all right. They were only five and four at home. So I'm wrong on that one. As far as like they're five and three on the road. So they're actually a better road team. Finished the year winning four in a row. Um, but anyway, so back to the schedule. Uh, the another pocket of uh, of hard is eleven and twelve. They go at Denver, at Seattle, and I know Seattle's going to kind of be like, eh, you know, it depends. Really, it really depends on who their quarterback, how they gel. Seattle's going to suck. Seattle will probably suck. So maybe they get another win on the road there. So if that's the case, Gooch, then I might switch my floor to like ten. You know, and, and like I said, yesterday we did the Chargers at ele- I had them at eleven, floating around eleven, and then the day before I had the Broncos floating around ten. I think if I remember correctly. So if the Raiders do ten, like, do you think we live in a world that the AFC West each all the teams have ten wins? No, no. So no. do you think the Raiders are the team that it will probably falter? You're not big on the Chiefs. I know we're going to talk yeah, about the Chiefs like, tomorrow, uh, but I'm, I'm not. Down on the Chiefs either down because on their it's defense. hard to yeah it's hard. I think I'm really high on their offense. I think Juju is going to be a nice addition. <laughs> I still think they're going to score a ton of points with a little different way of doing things. Mm. Um, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But I'm going to go over on the eight and a half. I don't know if I had Denver at ten wins either though. I think I had Denver at nine. Did you? Yeah. I would have to look back. And I'm not positive. I have to look. look and these well. are early, so we'll probably. But do I'm going to go over. Eight and a half wins, but I don't know if it's going to be much. I look at the Raiders as a possible exactly what they were last year, ten and seven team, and another possible playoff berth. Ten and seven should get you in. Now, much like they did last year, they won four in a row on the back end of their season. This year, after they beat up on the Patriots, which I think they will, because Josh McDaniels is going to beat Bill Belichick. That's going to be like the thing, right? It's going to be a story. Boom, they beat them. Week sixteen at Pittsburgh, going to the East Coast, technically in the elements. I'm going to assume. That ain't going to be no easy feat. As much as I bash the Steelers, not even bash the Steelers, just kind of not as giving them the rub they might deserve towards the back end of the year. And then they got the 49ers, and then they finish against Kansas City. The only plus, I would say, is they finish the season at home against the Niners and at home against Kansas City. So they're staying for some home cooking at the back stretch. Yeah, well, the Patriots, they could be one way or the other or fighting for a playoff spot at that point. So all those teams, if you really look up and down their schedule (laughs) – they don't really have many gimmies. Like at the Titans, I think that they're going to be an easier game than people think this year. Every game in their division is going to be tough. The Texans is a gimme. At the Saints, the Saints are one of those teams where 50-50. They, they, they look like they preseason are around a 500 team. They could go both ways. Um, if Jameis gets hurt again, then it's over. Broncos, yeah, anything in their division. We talked about Seahawks. I feel like that's a gimme game, but it's on the road. They don't really have an easy schedule by any stretch, but they're a really good team too. The, my biggest concern with the Raiders, and I've said it all along, is their lack of ability to cover receivers. So they're going to give up points. They're going to get to the quarterback this year. There's no question about that. Mm. And that'll make up for a lot of deficiencies in their secondary. But the way teams are running now on offense with three receiver sets and even tight ends splitting out wide, uh, running backs catching the ball out of the backfield, the, the, the Raiders, that's their biggest Achilles heel, is going to be in coverage. This day in the NFL, you got to do everything well defensively, but when you get scored on fast – because you can't cover people, it's, there's nothing more demoralizing. I watched it for years where the Packers' offense would score right away and their secondary would just give it up. So it's going to be frustrating, and they're playing a lot of high-powered offenses within the division. Interesting stat coming in from uh, Florida Mike here. Uh, to Pittsburgh um, is the longest they're going to have to travel. Furthest east after week 10. So week 10 and on, the furthest east they have to go is Pittsburgh. Everything else is either home or on the left coast. So that's an advantage. 
I think. I mean, the, a lot of people don't put a lot of stock into that stuff. I do. I've always been that same guy that's like, NFL, do the right thing. Stop scheduling West Coast teams at 1 o'clock. Just do the right thing. Don't do it because it's not fair. It's really not fair. Like, if they're going to do that, you got to make them four. game might be at four. Oh, I'm just saying, in general, Actually, I'm just. That game's at eight. <laughs> all right, so it's a night game. But I'm saying, in general, I'm talking generally speaking. No, you're right. And that's, a, that's just, one of those just, things. So, that, it's just such an easy fix. who doesn't gloss over that fact? Gamblers. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Like, so that's a good reason why you shouldn't. Right. So that's the Raiders in a nutshell. Uh, eight, nine, ten wins. Could be, I don't know. It's going to be. I got them at ten and seven. Wow. With okay, the ability so, to go a little bit better and definitely a little more ability to go a little worse. So not only, so if you, if you, so you're firmly over on the over. Yeah. Yeah, you're in on nine plus. No I can't see what. them losing nine games this year. Okay. Uh, but what it's a great spot to fade the West Coast teams. That's what Tosca is, as far as the gambling aspect of it's a yeah, great that's yeah, what that's getting, what I'm that's saying. What, it's not fair to the for the West Coast teams. Like it's just not. Like tell the Niners and to go play the Jets at one o'clock. It's like the Packers doing? travel to Florida at any given point in any season. <laughs> Dallas has to go to Florida this year. God help us. Struggling going to Jacksonville. I think I'm gonna swim in the pool for that game. Uh, but anyway, that's the Raiders, and uh, you know this AFC West will conclude it on uh, tomorrow as we talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, which is led obviously by Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, that whole company. Defense takes a bit of a hit. We'll get into it tomorrow. We'll pick our division winner of that one, uh, and then Friday we'll wrap it up with some fantasy talk. Programming note for next week: uh, normally we do North, South, East, West. Uh, we're going to do uh, the AF, uh, the NFC South to start, so we'll do South, North, East, West because. Baba Ganoush over here is going to be on a little bit of a vacay for three uh, of the lucky, days. Lucky Guccione. Yeah, Lucky Guccione. <laughs> Baba Ganoush. Um, somebody's got to pay for the lap dances for the big guy, huh? Uh, that's a Greg joke. But anyway, so um, yeah, that's that's where we're at. So we'll do the uh, NFC South. I think we're going to scoop in here a, a day, a scoop in here, for, uh, Rob in here for a day. Maybe we'll even put Nick right in your seat for a How day. How you feeling about it, How Nick? How you feeling about that, Nick? I mean... You want me to? Oh boy, I'm up for it. Okay, challenge accepted. You're going to be recording a podcast today, of course. Brand new, uh, not giving a puck drops tomorrow for all your hockey news. I know hockey season's far gone. It's so nice that you named your podcast after me. <laughs> <laughs> eh? Look at that, huh? Yeah, it only took me three weeks to yeah, come up with that. Uh, it took a little while to get liner. there, but uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, but yeah, so that's that. So if you're watching this video at any point of the day, whether you're a live viewer or not a live viewer, doesn't matter when you're doing it, please hit the like button. That helps. And it's so funny because I watched a lot of videos last night on, on editing. And that's like the first thing that people always say, like, smash that like button. I'm like, you're such a cornball. But then I'm just like, well, you kind of have to do that. So please, for the love of God, uh, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. If you're brand new to the channel, welcome. Um, we do this every day, Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock. Um, for the football season, and obviously, you know, we'll, we'll figure things out as go as we go. So for Sturch and Gooch and Nick behind the glass, this has been another episode of the Chop Sports Daily, and we'll see you guys tomorrow morning, eleven o'clock Eastern time. With the Kansas City Chiefs. But there was this one company I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.